With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Come meet me at the museum with Alan and Daniel. We'll talk about the Cardinals all night long. Everyone, come gather round. Good evening and welcome into another edition of Meet Me at Musual. I'm your host, Daniel Shoptow, C70 at the bat, at C70 on the Twitters. Um, obviously, Alan still still out and about. Uh, and Alex, who has been filling in the last couple of weeks, uh, out for, for spring break this weekend, too. It's a good thing we've got a deep, we got a bullpen like the Cardinals. It's deep as deep as it goes. And uh, we got the chance to bring in Russ Robinson back to uh, Russ joined us a little bit earlier in the year. Glad to have him back. You'll find him at Redbird Rants and FRR Robinson 1957 on Twitter. Uh, Russ, how are you? I'm doing fine. I hope I'm not the uh, Jordan Hicks guy now that's just in the bullpen when you're, when you're, uh, when there's nothing on the line, you know, or something like that. (laughs) <laughs> well i mean you're blowing you're gonna bring the heat if you are i mean yeah. there's yeah. don't know necessarily where it's gonna go but uh you're you don't bring the, <laughs> the hot takes i guess uh anyway well let's let's just start there we you know it's been a <sighs> mediocre week i think it's it's still one of the better weeks of the cardinal season so far this year <laughs> because the other weeks have been so bad um, know. you know, they win two out of three against the Rockies and two out of three, they then win two out of four, I guess, Pittsburgh, and then unfortunately lose and just win the finale in the three game set against Arizona. Right. But let's, let's start with Jordan Hicks. Um, things got bad enough that the Cardinals have slipped him into that. Like you said, that junk roll, if you will, where they right. don't, you know, if it not gonna put him where the game is on the line, but you know, try to get him to work when they can. You know, there was a lot of talk about him maybe getting demoted. Mm-hmm. He had the option not to. You know, just what are you thinking? I mean, is this a good thing for Jordan Hicks? Is this going to be something that will help him get on track? Well, I guess, um, you know, we know he's got a lot of talent. And, you know, he surely it's there somewhere, you know. I, you know, and I've. I would have been okay be taking the demotion, but I understand why he didn't. And I can also understand where the Cardinals I, – I think this is a good move by uh, Ollie. Just put him into, uh, I guess, a, a non – a situation where, where the game isn't on the line or it's not – either the game's already lost or the game's well in hand or whatever. And just give him a chance to see if he can get himself straightened out. After all, there's a lot of talent there. You like to have a guy who can throw the ball 100 miles an hour. Uh, 100 miles an hour. You'd like for him to start getting it over the plate more, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, uh, you just hate to give up because once you uh, once you send them back down, I mean, I guess he'd be. Uh, 
I guess he opened the waivers, wouldn't he? I mean, wouldn't he? Couldn't he get picked up by someone? Is that is that the latest? No, the- no, because the Cardinals have, yeah, the Cardinals have never used their options on him. So okay. if he if he if he was the problem is he's you know like we say almost a free agent into the, the year. He's been there yeah. five plus years, so he has the ability to say no. I'm not going to go down. He has that control of his right. career. But if he says yes, I am, then they'll, it's just a normal right. option, so it wouldn't be a big deal. I trust. That's right. And so, you know, um, he just doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Uh, but, I, you know, I, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. He's got a lot of talent. They won't try and get what they can out of him. Uh, I hope, you know, I hope it, we all hope it works out that he, he finds himself. If he does, boy, he'll make that be, that'd be a big plus to that bullpen if he does. So, um, you know, Ollie, Ollie, one thing about Ollie Daniels, he looks at the long run on this stuff. You know, he's willing to ride something out, not mm-hmm. overreact and ride it out with, with a lot of people, you know, and uh, I think uh, he'll give a, he'll give, it's 162 game season. So he'll give a lot of people a chance to uh, work things out. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't think he's, um, you know, I don't think he's going to look at this as, as a way to get rid of, uh Hicks, I don't think he, I don't think the organization actually wants to get rid of him, but I do think that, uh, I do, I do think, you know, obviously they wanted to work it out and just, just, uh, and just try this and see what happens. They really don't have a lot to lose by doing it this way. No, no, they don't. Um, I mean, it is a little bit awkward trying to navigate a bullpen with a guy like this where you can only use him in very limited situations which may happen as we've seen on back-to-back days and the Cardinals did get him back in their back-to-back days um Mm -hmm. in the Arizona series Mm -hmm. and I don't know I mean the, the the last two outings which again low pressure they were down I think seven to three when he came or eight to eight to three when he came into the game, the first game against Arizona, they were up by, you know, nine um, in the second one. But two scoreless innings, five strikeouts, one walk. Um, is, I mean, you hate, to, you don't want to say, hey, Jordan Hicks is fixed. Let's put him back in the eighth inning or anything like that. Because, but you just, that makes you start to wonder, is it a, is it a pressure thing? Um, or is it just something that with the lower, the lower pressure had allowed Jordan Hicks to figure out what's working for him and hopefully he can translate it to something else. Yeah. I don't know why, how, if it's a pressure thing or not, you think he's been around long enough that you think that the pressure would be less, mm-hmm. um, you know, he was in the bullpen to start with and they've tried to make him a starter. You know, he's, you know, golly, what the guy's been around for five years now. He's been that's about. I mean, he was back when Metheny was still yeah uh, manager. So you think that the pressure of it, and he's not being used as a closer. <laughs> you know, that's the that's the thing is he's not a closer. So, I, you know, I it, to me it doesn't seem like it would be the pressure of it, but you know who you know who knows what goes through these guys' heads, you know. Um, pitchers are kind of a lot of pitchers are kind of head yeah. cases anyway, you know. So who knows? But uh, I wouldn't put it on pressure. I'd put it on something else if I was if I was trying to figure it out. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I mean, you're right. He he's been a closer. He's done this and that, and but he's also, you know, it's, he's he's had major arm surgery, um, and mm-hmm. he's never quite had the success since then. Um, right. You know, again, hopefully these two outings were a start down the right path, but I think you've got to do three, four, five of these, right. Before you start thinking, okay, well we can bring him into a two run game or, you know, we can bring him in here in the sixth in a game that's still pretty close and Mm -hmm. let's see what happens. Um, But I think you, you know, you can't just, base that on I think in the past they might have I don't think they're going to make that um assumption now that just two 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 good innings does not rectify everything else that's been going on that's right that's right I I don't think you can uh 
you can but you know you just have you keep using you keep using the plane you're using now with them and so far it looks good but you know you gotta you don't want to you don't want to throw them right back in there uh into a high leverage situation like he was in the past just see what happens this is this is a good plan after all you need someone uh you need someone on the staff that can do you know mop up clean up you know, when you, when the game, when you, when you're, you know, you need to throw someone in there when the game's gotten so far behind or when you've got a nice lead and you need, you don't want to use one of your high, high leverage guys that you have confidence in. So th- there is a, there is a use for, for Hicks right now. So, uh, and hopefully, you know, he'll get himself straightened out, you know, so we'll see. You like to think so. You like to hope so. Um, and, if he does, that's that's even better because right now, boy, I, I mean, I'm a little bit hard pressed to think of anybody else in that bullpen that's that's really struggling. I mean, Andre Palante hit a hit a road bump, but he went down to the minors. Um, mm-hmm. You know who they've got up right now. You know, for the most part, I don't think you worry too much about anybody that comes in. Now, you you know, you're probably not wanting. Chris Stratton in the ninth, if you could help it. But, you know, when he's coming in, he's getting his job done, um, you know, in the seventh or, or sixth or whatever, um, you know, except, except for Hicks, you know, the bullpen, the, you know, the big problem is they don't get a whole lot of leads to hold, but when they do have them, they take care of them. Right. 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 They have generally speaking, they've done a good job. Like you said, they've been, there's been spots where they, it seems like it. Uh, they didn't come through, uh, but generally speaking, the bullpen's been okay. That's been that's really kind of been the least of the Cardinals' issues. And uh, you know, going eight and eleven right now is the bullpen. So, yeah. How? I mean, we talk about this a lot on Twitter. Talk about it a lot on pretty much any show. Um, but how how concerning is? this start for the Cardinals and how important is this road trip? You know, they start with Seattle tonight. We're recording this and they're still probably about 20 minutes before they start playing that series. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then they, they've got San Francisco and then they've got LA, uh, you know, how important is that? And compared to, you know, where they're at right now? Uh, well, I don't know. Daniel, you know, I was looking at today. I was just going back and looking at where the Cardinals were in past seasons at this point. Of course, they, mm-hmm. there's, there's been seasons where they played a lot better, but 2004, uh, and I hate to, I'm not trying to say this is going to be a 2004 team, but 2004, they were at this point in the season, they still had a losing record. And that team didn't come together until June. Um, Right, right. Really, uh, and you know, and I know, but this team kind of reminds me a little bit going into the season of what 2004 was. We didn't uh, 2004 didn't have an outstanding pitching staff. If you look at it, they uh, mm-hmm. you know you had Carpenter, who you didn't know what you were getting. That was his first year with the Cardinals. He'd been injured for a couple of years before that. Uh, you know, you had Woody Williams. You, Matt Morris was the, the, the ace going into the, to the season, and you had Jason Marquis and Jeff Supon. That's just not a bunch of household names. And the bullpen, you know, your bullpen is – you had Jason Isenheisen. Uh, you know, he was the only one with, with kind of a name in that bullpen, but that turned out to be a really good bullpen. But it took him a while to get all – to get the offense, the pitching, and the uh, – bullpen all that in sync for a while uh i remember edmonds and uh reggie sanders and edgar rickeria they struggled the first part of the first couple of months of the year but it finally came together they finally came together for them uh that year so i i hate to get you know people are going to say you russ you're crazy if you think this is 2004 but we didn't expect 105 wins going into 2004 uh, no one was predicting what worked out that year. So and I think this team offensively has has the talent that that team in 2004 did. Uh, understandably, there's no Albert. But, I mean, you know, you've got Goldsmith, you got Arenado. 
you, you know, you could, you know, depending on which one of those outfielders work out, uh, you know, uh, Contreras is a better hitting catcher than, uh, than Matheny or Yachty was that year. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think that the potential is there, but the, I, I just think it's way too early to start dismiss, to start worrying about this, no matter what who they're playing this week. Like saying, boy, if they don't do it this week, they're not going to do it. I still think it's, it's too early for that. I think we need to get, to me, I think we need to get a couple of months into the season before we start, uh, before we start getting too concerned. Um, you know, I, you know, we, we, this is, April, what are we, April 21st today? Is today the 21st? Yes. So yes, it's, yes. Still awful, it's still awful early to start hitting the panic button. I didn't see who they're playing after they're getting past Seattle, uh, Daniel. Who they got on? Who, who's after Seattle? Are they going? Uh, uh, they stay on the West Coast and have, they stay on the West Coast and have San Francisco and the Dodgers. So. You know, it's a tough trip. It's always a tough trip. And it's a, one of those trips that you want in the middle of the season um, right. instead of closer to the beginning, I think. Um, yeah. But, you know, that's that's the way it goes, especially with this this new type of schedule. Yeah. And, you know, in 85, started a little slow, too. Uh, it didn't, they didn't start off with a bang. So, I mean, you know, I just I just think we're 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 getting uh we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves on uh, the thing that, that wasn't going on in 85 no. and 2004 was a social media aspect where the fans just, you know, we all start, uh, we all start getting worried and sharing, sharing, sharing posts, sharing tweets. And uh, you know, that, you know, so I, I think it's, I think, it, you know, we just got to give this team some time to, to get it together. And I think they, they will, you know, we, the, the, there's a, uh, you know, I don't expect when Adam Wainwright to come when he comes back. I don't seem to solve all the pitching problems, but I think it'll give. I think it'll help. I also think we've got Levator who's doing a apparently doing a real good job down in AAA. So th- there's options they can call up if they need them. You know, from that end, and uh, so you know, I just I think it's too early to get uh, to get too worried about this. And I think that's fair. Um, I definitely don't think that you can write off the season too much at the end of April. I mean, you can, but not the Cardinal season. I mean, you know, right. if you're the, you know, the Rockies or whatever, or what the A's had three wins last time I looked. I mean, yeah, you can pretty much, you know, but you, those are teams that kind of had their season written off before they even threw opening day pitches. So, um, but um, yeah, I just, I mean, you hate to be sitting in fourth place. Um, you know, I, well, earlier this week it was fifth fifth place. Um, you know, the kind of give finally put some space between the, them and the Reds a little bit. It looks like it now, but you know, and part of that is the Brewers are winning. I mean, the Brewers aren't are not. Um, you know, they're they're taking care of business. Uh, they're and that's mm-hmm. unfortunate because the Cardinals can't have trouble catching up. You know, on days that they do win. Um, mm-hmm. And Pittsburgh's playing well. The Cubs are playing well, um, even if they were uh, extremely cubby today by losing a perfect game when the pitcher and catcher kind of ran into each other. It was, it was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, and, and we don't. I mean, you don't expect Pittsburgh to play. You know, win two out of three for the rest of the season. You know, or anything like yeah. that. And the Brewers are playing. You know, seven hundred plus ball and. I don't know if they're that kind of team. And so there's going to be times and you've got, you know, plenty of games between these people. So yeah, you don't write it off, but you also don't want to leave April 10 games behind for out of first place. Right. I mean, and the Cardinals probably aren't going to, but there's six games out now. And so that's not unheard of, not impossible, especially with this tough road trip and, and all that. So, you know, I, I get it. I, I I understand that you don't want to, um, you don't want to write things off, and, and and you shouldn't. But there definitely is some concern if you get, you know, you start digging a, a big hole. Bring it! Get up, baby! Get up! Get up! Get up! Home run! He's done it 
again. All right, we had a little bit of technical difficulties there. So, um, and by the time you do all this technical stuff, you don't actually remember where you were in your discussion. Yeah. So, if this seems a little disjointed when you listen to it all together, sorry about that. But that's okay. We'll just pick up and pretend like we know what we're doing. We'll go, yeah. and, and Russ, it's as you mentioned a little bit earlier, Adam Wainwright went out on his rehab assignment this week, pitched mm-hmm. pretty well in his first outing. Um, gave up a couple of runs. I think, I think both of them came on a, it was like a two run homer or something of that nature. Um, he'll do again another day or so. Um, and then most likely come to St. Louis, you know, what, how did, how, first of all, how do how do you think they adjust the roster for him? How, how does that work? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, I th- I think initially they'll either send uh, they'll probably send I would think they'd send Wolford down uh, back down. I mean he's kind of the guy that, that they use as a yo-yo a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know you know I don't the the bullpen has been doing fairly well, uh, so I'm not sure they they make any moves there. So I would think it's Wolford who goes down unless someone uh, unless someone's hurt. <laughs> But uh, right. yeah. I don't. I haven't heard heard anyone. I haven't heard any more injuries or anyone hurt. So my guess is it'll be a Wood Woodford uh, sent back down. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's that's a good question. I don't know, Daniel. What do you think? You think it's it's Woodford? I mean, it's probably Woodford. It's possibly Woodford. I think Woodford's last outing helped him a lot. Um, you know, pitching, you know, scoreless ball, I think it gets the Diamondbacks pitching pretty well. It's possible they would shift him into some long relief role, especially mm-hmm. if they don't expect Adam Wainwright to necessarily go five innings to start with. And so mm-hmm. it's a bit of a piggyback thing situation. Um, and so in that case, you know, maybe it's, I mean, last in, first out, right? Maybe it's Cabrera. Even though Cabrera has pitched well um, since he came up, uh, better better than I was expecting for sure. Um, but it may just be, you know, just one of those fluky things that it, just the way it works. Um, yeah, I mean, roster construction, roster management is going to be interesting for them because, um, you know, you've got Wainwright coming back, you've got Wilking Rodriguez, who's now on a. Um, a rehab assignment who could be ready in a week or so, maybe less. Yeah. And when he comes back, obviously he has to be on the the, the main roster because he's a, a real five guy. And so if he's mm-hmm. not, he's got to go to, to New York or they have to make a deal with New York for his rights. And, and But anyway, um, so you're going to have to figure out a guy there, you know, if Packy not, and I haven't heard anything about Packy. I don't know about his injury and stuff. He may be out for a while. I don't know, but when he's yeah. ready, you know, he's a guy that he's one of those guys that could go back and forth and, and so might spend some time in Memphis. But, you know, and then you're talking about, like you mentioned, you know, if Matthew Levator starts pressing the issue, which he has done so far pretty well in Memphis, um, I'm trying to figure all this out is going to be very difficult because you have your five starters that can't go anywhere um, mm-hmm. except for Woodford. Um, and then, you know, you've got bullpen guys that may have options, but you don't want to use, I mean, Zach Thompson, you don't have any any urge to send him to Memphis. That doesn't make your team any better. Um, So, you know, I know we don't see John Mosellock make any significant moves for sure until basically two hours before the trade deadline, but you do wonder (laughs) if some sort of small deal will get made to just free up a roster spot, you know, whether it's sending off a, well, you know, maybe if, if Libertor really looks like the real deal, it becomes harder and harder to say what Jake Woodford's role is on this team. So, you know, except for depth, you know, maybe that's a, a trade that you make. Um, 
you know, I don't know, but it feels like, you know, there's a lot of, especially pitching arms. I mean, I mean, yeah, pitching arms. That's uh-huh. a good one. Um, but, you know, the, the pitching side of things is is going to get a little cluttered. And so those are going to be some tough decisions, I think, for John Mosellock to have to make. Right, right, right. Um, you know, I was just kind of scanning through here, uh, looking to see what, what could be worked, what could be worked out. Like I said, you bring Wayne right back. And then if you need Levator, he's doing so well to bring him up. Um, it's a tough decision. It's a tough call to, to see who you want to send down. Um, you know, uh, that would be the, the case, you know, if, uh, if Hicks still isn't working out, still doesn't, work out then he if you could talk him into going down then you you uh then you hope he would but uh it's a tough call because uh you know uh i don't know romero you know maybe he's one that would go back down uh yeah uh i was trying to think uh i'm just you know because he's some uh you know you send Woodford down to so he can get work. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, so, I mean, that's, that's, those are the two, that's the only thing I can think of. It, it's a tough, it's a tough thing to, it's going to be tough for them to manage when that hits. If that, you know, yeah. if they, if they get ready to bring up Libertor, it's going to be tough for them to manage. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you do that. Um, again, it's kind of the, the situation we've talked about in the, the off season, you know, where the Cardinals needed to go get a pitcher, which is not a, a problem. I mean, I get that. I'm not arguing with that at all. I mean, but mm-hmm. there was also that idea of you've got, it's not like in the past where you had a couple of guys at the back of that rotation that you could send to Memphis or move to the bullpen or whatever. You know, when Adam Wainwright comes back, you've got five veteran starters that aren't going anywhere unless you, you know, unless you trade them or something like that. Right, um right. And unless you're going to go to a six-man rotation, which does not seem to be something the Cardinals are interested in, and in the past has definitely been something that Adam Wainwright has pushed against, and he wants his five days. Right, um, right. I, I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you could upgrade from, you know, Stephen Matz when you get, you know, when he's got a contract and he's not going anywhere. So, no. uh, you know, I don't know how they worked all that out. No, I don't either. Um you know, I, I was, you know, Jojo Romero. The only reason I kind of pick on him is because we we just uh, he's he's here, but he hasn't he, since he's been up. He, you know, he's got one point two innings of work. You know, mm-hmm. I just think he'd be he'd be the easy one to move. Uh, you know, Cabrera said, uh, you know, he's a. Right now, it looks like his ERA is sitting at three point eight six. You know, I just, uh, I, you know, I really, it, it looks like to me, you know, it looks like to me that the choices are Woodford to send him down and get work or send Romero down. That's just, that's, that's if I had yeah. the ballpark, it, Daniel. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I think that's I, that's probably right. Yeah, um, and Cabrera, like you said, Cabrera's. Yeah, Cabrera struck out 11 in seven innings. I mean, and that's one thing that the Cardinals definitely need is a guy that can strike guys out. And, um, right. and surprisingly, hasn't walked anybody. Again, that's, Cabrera has pitched yeah. much much better than I expected. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, that's the key. I mean, it's just, you know, we talk a lot about the Cardinals not having, you know, now they have two guys for sure under control for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that, that kind of freedom – allows for some different things and it is and it's kind of one of those things that we've talked about for the cardinals in general is Mm -hmm. it becomes hard to upgrade the cardinals because you have to go and get such a great player to be better than the you know above average players that you have um but a lot of above average you know just a bunch of above average players doesn't necessarily translate into that you know really great team either sometimes it's not quite the sum of its parts Mm. no no it's not uh you know um i i just think that uh 
you know, you, you go with the guy you just don't that has less of a track work record. And, you know, it's Romero. He, you know, to me, if, if the decision was made today, uh, that's that'd be the guy to go. Uh, and then Woodford would probably be, I would only, I would consider sending him down just so he could be sure to get work as a starter. If you wanted to keep him, you know, as a p- potential starter, keep him in the rotation, you send him down to Memphis, let him get his work in as a starter. So, I mean, that's, that's a two. Uh, I can't really think of a, any other clear answers on that. Daniel on that yeah point. yeah I, I think that's that seems to be the case and we'll just have to say and again baseball does tend to have a way to working this out and you hate to see that's it but true. you know people do get hurt and stuff like that and and hopefully that's not the case you know hopefully they make mo uh <laughs> figure something out but yeah. um <laughs> you, you just never you never know so with wainwright coming back i mean what do you think i mean is that what, and you kind of, you touched on a little bit ago, but do you think that really is what this rotation needs? Is it need that somewhat stabilizing force? Will that be something that as we turn that corner, we start looking at, we'll say, you know, that's when the pitching got better. Yeah, uh, it could be, you know, we've, we've learned to, we've kind of leaned on Wayne right a lot in the recent years. And, um, and it seems like when the chips were down, he came through. Uh, when they really needed a good outing, he came through. He was kind of still kind of the stopper, so to speak, mm-hmm. when things weren't going well, put Wayne right out there, and he'd somehow give you seven innings, uh, a seven good innings. So, you know, that's we, – we, we may be uh, we may be fooling ourselves. Uh, at Wayne Wright, what's he, 43 now? Is he 43, Daniel? Uh, he'll be 42 later on this year. 42. Okay. Uh, that we're, we're really leaning on, on him a lot, but, uh, you know, until the last, uh, until about August or September of last year, he was doing pretty well. And, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, 2021, he did pretty well. So I know that arm is, is older now, but, uh, I could see the, the I could see the thing the thing stabilizing a bit with with Wainwright coming back. Uh, I still I guess I still want to believe in that. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, he's been around so long. We keep thinking, well, that's that's what we want to that's what we want to believe. So. Well, and until he doesn't do it, you're going to believe that, right? I mean, yeah. and, um, you know, he's I, not I the, think he's, he's not the ace anymore. Uh, you know, but I don't know. You know, I don't know who the ace is on this team, but you know, maybe Flaherty. We certainly know Miklas hasn't been pitching that well. Maybe Montgomery, but we know Miklas hasn't been pitching that well. We don't expect Matts to be that way, to be the ace, but it could be. Uh, uh, you know, Wainwright's not going to be the ace, but he still could be the guy that they that comes out there and gives them seven good innings when they really need it to give to kind of put a stop to to a slide or something like that, you know, especially give the bullpen that, that rest that they need uh, after they've, they've been in so many games. So, I mean, that's what I hope. And I hope we see that when Wayne, Wayne Wright comes back. And the, the you know, we've, we've heard like Jack Flaherty and others talk about how the rotation feeds on each other, that if somebody uh-huh. goes out and throws a good game, that they tend, you know, the next guy wants to go out and do the same. And sometimes we've seen that. We haven't seen it as much this year. Um, we've seen a couple of, but maybe back-to-back, you know, starts after, you know, Montgomery pitch well, and maybe we'd see another start here and there. And Flaherty's had some good outings, but we haven't really mm-hmm. seen that consistency in the rotation. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you know, maybe that's what it takes. Maybe, you know, getting Wainwright back up there with – a little bit more, although he's been around the club, so it's hard to say. But still, there's got to be a difference, right, of a guy that's, you know, even though everybody wants to listen and, and learn from Wainwright, it's a little bit different when he's not out there showing you and instead of, right. you know, just right. telling you. Right. So, right. you know, hopefully that's the case um, because it's fairly clear that the Cardinals aren't, you know, aren't going to – start climbing out of this hole that they have until the starting rotation is much more consistent because at the, you know, like we said, the bullpen is, is going to be able to hold 
whatever leads they give them pretty much. And mm-hmm. the offense has been, I don't know if the offense has been what we thought it would be, but it's still really good. I mean, it's ranking high in, in a lot of categories. Um, and we're seeing, you know, some of those bats come around and especially if Jordan, Contre- uh, Jordan, Contre- I say Jordan because everybody else on the team seems to be named Jordan. Um, <laughs> Wilson Contreras, um, who, you know, had two home run game this week uh, mm-hmm. and, and seems, you know, has seemed to start turning around that, um, you know, really slow start that he seems to maybe finally be getting comfortable in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, and he's a veteran. Uh, I think he knows, you know, when he, when he has problems, knows how to come out of it. And uh, he's going to go through slumps like any, anyone else. He's going to have times when he just can't hit the ball. He's going to go through that. Uh, Daniel, we know there's just too much offensive talent on this team for them to not to put it together. Uh, and get some runs in. I think it's just a matter, you know, really, we know Goldsmith can do it and Arenado can do it. I think it's just a matter to see which one of those outfielders are going to step forward and be what we hope they'll be. Uh, you know, we Tyler O'Neill, is he back to what he was? Is, is Newt, you know, he was out for a while. Is Newt going to be able to pick up where he left off from last year? And, you know, is, uh, you know, Jordan Walker, you know, uh, the guy you and I thought for sure would start in Memphis. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, is he going to be what? You know, he went through a bit of a slump there. He was human, but you know what? Yeah. He got two hits in his last game, so you know we'll see how this this series does for him uh, if he picks up. I think he's in the lineup tonight, isn't he? I believe he is. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's Newt Bar and uh, him and um, Burleson in the lineup Burleson. tonight. Yeah. yeah. Um, so and I think that's the thing also. And yeah, it was, it's good. It would be interesting. Jordan Walker talking about how there was a couple pictures on the Mariners that he'd seen before. Um, mm-hmm. that, so it's a little bit of something that maybe will a little bit of familiarity because he's been hitting pretty well off of play, but he's never seen before. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, with large new bars coming back this week, we've got that five man, three spot rotation type of thing going again um, because right. as much as Wanya Pez was up um, they didn't really seem to use him in that same regard right they didn't seem mm-hmm. to play him on a I mean he played some but not in that whole he's got to play every day somehow and yeah right. um, so now you've got this juggling thing where Dylan Carlson seems to be kind of the odd man out in he part does. because of, of production um, you've got Tyler O'Neill, who is still trying to get back to that that form we saw a couple of years ago, wow. um, you know, is is Mormon juggling this the right way, or is there somebody you'd rather see out there playing more often? Well, I think he is juggling the right. I think it's the only thing he can do. Uh, you know, they didn't bring up Jordan Walker to sit him on the bench or just to get. You know, they want to see what this guy can do. I hate to see that Dylan Carlson is the one who's, like you said, seems to be the odd man out. And I hate to see that. Uh, the guy's a switch hitter. The guy is a, to me, is the best center fielder they've got out there. Mm-hmm. I think he's, uh, you know, and I, I, I like it when he's in center field. But uh, but I don't know why, how else Marmol can manage this and get these guys their time. Someone almost has to be the odd man out. And Burleson's hot right now. They really, they really like him. So he's going to get. He's been getting playing. He's been playing about every day. So I would. Uh, I I can't criticize the way he's he's handling that outfield. Uh, uh, I guess sooner or later, you know, three guys are going to jump out and uh, mm. take it, and uh, we'll see who it is. But. Uh, yeah, I don't see how else he can manage this any differently, Daniel, than the way he's been doing. I do think you're, I think you're, there's something to that what you were saying there about, and we've seen it. I think we saw it some with Mike Schilt as well, um, mm-hmm. of trying to figure out what you have in April and May, and maybe you're getting a lot more rotation in those. You know, maybe you see a, you know a guy like Tyler O'Neill sitting out in a game like this, or stuff like that, as you still try to make sure 
they all, you know, get enough people out there, try to figure out what the right combination is, all that become, you know, come June, they know they'll, they'll kind of have a pretty good idea of what they have. And we may see a little bit more steadiness. And, you know, that's about the time when at least trade talks are starting. And so that the Cardinals can say they know that, for example, Dylan Carlson isn't going to be the guy. And so maybe they start talking about other teams about him. Because it doesn't feel like the five guys we've got, plus Yepes, all six of those guys are not going to be with the Cardinals in August. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like that's the case. No. Now, maybe we're wrong because the Cardinals have been known to hold on to surpluses before, but with everybody you know ready to play at the big leagues, it just doesn't feel like they can keep those guys around. No, it seems like they've got a, <laughs> they've got an abundance of, of outfielders and yeah, you're right. I don't see how they come the trade deadline, how they can, whatever they they determine their needs are then how they can keep all those guys around for the whole year. Um, usually when we see a situation like this going into the season, injuries play a part in it. Someone gets injured mm-hmm. is out for a while and uh, it's, you know, that still could be, that still could happen. We hope hopefully it doesn't, but it still could happen. You know, we don't know about O'Neill's du- du- durability. Uh, see how, and I'm not sure, so sure he knows about his durability, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the way things have gone. Uh, so we'll just have to see, uh, you know, um, you know, Ollie's, like I said, Ollie's playing this about as well, I think about as well as he can. And, you know, and try to get everybody as much time as he can, as much as he can in. But, uh, uh, you know, if everyone stays healthy, I think they'll their hand will be forced around the trade, trade deadline and, you know, uh, see what their needs are. I'm, I'm going to assume they're going to, we always say they're going to need a uh, they're going to need a starting pitcher, and usually they do around the trade mm-hmm. deadline. <laughs> you know, it seems yeah. like about the last three years they've needed a starting pitcher, and that, that by, by the time they by then they may decide that's it's time to go get one. You know, yeah, it, it really well may be. Um, so if I was to tell you, you know, <laughs> a month ago that after three plus weeks the best hitter on the Cardinals would be Nolan Gorman. Would you be, would, how surprised would you have been um, that he was, that he was the best player on the Cardinals for the first three weeks? I would have been surprised. I would have been because I would have uh, thought, you know, that would have been Goldsmith, Arenado, uh, maybe even O'Neal, you know, or Contreras, but yeah, he wasn't in my, uh, he wasn't in my. He wasn't in my top five or six guys thinking that that would be the best offensive player after the first three weeks. Um, in fact, now when a while ago when we were talking about guys who would need to pick it up or about the offense, I didn't even bring up Gorman. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I, I still don't think of him as a as an everyday player, but he's turned into one. He's either a He's either the DH or he's at second base, you know. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm like you. I, I mean, I don't know if that's what you were thinking, but I, I certainly didn't have Gorman as my as my top offensive guy. This part no, of the I, I, I thought he'd be better than he was last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. But I didn't necessarily expect this kind of thing. Now, maybe after watching him in spring – it's not as much of a surprise, but it's still a bit surprising. And it's yeah. also a factor of the fact that some of the big guys are having a good season, but they're not necessarily, you know, just completely lighting it up either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, Gorman has five homers. Then there's a big, this big jump of two, you know, two homers left. It's not like somebody else is hitting four or five either. Um so yeah, I think that's a pretty remarkable. I, and I think it's it's a cautionary tale about writing anybody off too early. Right. You know, maybe even Dylan Carlson. Um, definitely no concerns about Jordan Walker or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. Just because it doesn't take but an adjustment or two, and 
they're that top prospect that everybody thought they were when they were coming up. Right, right, yeah. Well, you know, Gorman, well, he's only 22. Uh, he hasn't yeah. really been around. He's been through, he went through the minor leagues pretty quick. So, you know, you don't trust that um, to, to pick him as be the, the guy that be, you know, be the Cardinals' best hitter in, in April. Um, and it's hard to see how, if he can keep, you know, it's hard to predict how he can keep this up. If he can, and you know, um, there'll be a slump. There'll be a slump. There usually is, and of the young guy like this. Uh, but no, I wouldn't have picked him to be the uh, the best hitter at this at this point. So, uh, God, he leads in so many categories. <laughs> I just pulled it yeah. up. I didn't, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of it's it's kind of uh, his. Uh, what is his, uh, I was looking here. Is that his OPS at 1.052? Yep. Yep. His OPS yeah. is 1.052, which is, you know, hundred and almost 150 points higher than Goldschmidt's, yeah. um, in roughly the same amount of play time. Um, right. so th- right. um, I, that's, you know, again, that's just not where you would expect him to be. No, he's not the guy you expect to, to be there at this point, you know, uh, good grief, you know, uh, so, you know, yeah, I mean, good for him and good for the Cardinals that he's coming along. If that's, if that's, if this is a good sign that he's, he made some adjustments. He's improved. Yeah. Yeah. He, he definitely went worked on what he's supposed to. And, um, it's going to be interesting. Like you said, it's going to be interesting to see how, how he juggles when he does, you know, eventually slump, um, yeah. you know, and uh, I was about to just look and we're talking about these young guys hitting and Jordan Walker doubles in the two runs and the Cardinals taking an early lead. So we'll see if the, if they can hold those leads oh. like we were talking. Okay. I um, haven't even, I haven't even pulled it up. Let me, so they got yeah. two to nothing. Is that in the uh, first inning or what? Yeah. Uh, second, second, second. second. Inning. So, uh, All right, Jordan Walker. Yeah. Okay. Good for him. Yeah. So you said the guy. Yeah, I, he said he'd seen this guy before. So in the minor league. So I think yeah, I think he's seen Kirby. He'd seen yeah. a couple of Mariners pitchers. I don't remember him necessarily saying which ones. I uh, wouldn't be surprised. Kirby's not been in the league too long, so it's it's possible. Although probably not. I think he's probably a little bit older, advanced, more advanced. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, it's always good to see. Uh, it does feel like you know Walker has started to maybe starting to come out of his little slump and yeah, you know, with, with these young players, you've got to see how they adjust and, and hopefully that's what we're seeing here. Well, you know, that's impressive that Walker at his age goes through a slump and comes out of it. I mean, you know, doesn't get, <laughs> doesn't get, doesn't get down on, doesn't get down. So that, that's good. We'll just see, uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, I sure thought Walker was was would be Memphis bound. Uh, mm-hmm. I just didn't expect him to have the spring training he had, and I wasn't even sure he'd had the the start of the season he had. I wasn't wasn't predicting that either. So, well, yep, yeah. Well, we're not gonna argue with it for for sure. So, right. Um, right. Well, uh, boy, I don't know. Is there any other issues with this team that? that are standing out to you. Um, I mean, it really does, you know, we spend a lot of time on the pitching staff and that seems to be in the starting rotation seems to be the the big problem, but is there anything else that, you know, kind of, kind of bugs you about this team? I don't know if there was anything that bugs me about, I, you know, I guess, you know, I don't like the start, but I, I don't think, I think it's too early to hit the, hit the panic button. I know, um, I thought there was something interesting, Daniel, um, Katie Wu had a uh, Q and A thing on the Athletic today, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and uh, she addressed a lot of questions people were asking her. A lot of answers. One of the things you know people were cooking up on social media. You know, we were all maybe we were all wondering is this thing with uh, Tyler O'Neill and Ollie, which was kind of hot, and a lot of people were talking about when it happened. Now it's kind of calmed down. Yeah. But yeah. uh, someone asked if maybe 
with uh, the Tyler O'Neill maybe expose some issues Ollie had in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And she said in that chat, she said, uh, Ollie – Ollie has the clubhouse. In essence, she said, Ollie, the clubhouse is behind Ollie. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. problem there at all. I mean, she made that very clear. And I take that, yeah. you know, her being a beat writer, being around the team a lot, I take that at face value, what she said. So I know that was one thing that was floating around there after his run-in, after he and Tyler O'Neill had their run-in with each other. Uh, you know, if if uh, so that, that I don't know if that that was a concern I I, might, I had then I don't have it now so uh, and it's kind of calmed down you know yeah so. yeah I I think that um, I think it's very easy for a player to not be happy with his manager mm-hmm. for you know because I don't think Tyler O'Neill really was excited about the fact that this all went public I think. The whole discussion behind closed doors was fine with him, but once it went public, that was a little bit aggravating. But, you know, these guys are together forever uh, mm-hmm. in a season. There, there are going to be days where you're not really excited about, about you know, your manager. But that doesn't mean you're not supportive of him or anything of that nature. Right. Um, Marmol has such a reputation. You know, came up with some of these guys, but he's, you know, he's been in the organization for a bit. Um, it's hard for me to, I get that he's young. I get that he's a little bit more direct with the media than we've seen in a while. Um, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, I just don't, I think this from everything that we've heard about him and the, the, the glowing reports that they had, you know, especially when he got hired, um, it would be very surprising for him to have lost the clubhouse i think this early uh, and it doesn't i mean it's also not a situation where the cardinals are going to let a, a manager go this early i mean especially while they're still paying for um for shield uh, but they're you know yeah. they're not going to reverse course this early um no. this was um, I mean, this was a situation where the cardinals were you know trying to really integrate in integrate integrate that's better. Integrate. Inter- I think. Yeah. Yeah. We all mesh. Know let's let's yeah, go with mesh. mesh. Um, okay. The uh, the front office and the you know the managerial side of things and right. that's um, you know that's going to be a process and mm-hmm. so far so far so good I think I think the Cardinals would say um, yeah and yeah. it doesn't seem to be a situation where yeah you're going to have flare ups here and there but it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like the end of the Matheny era where it was like there was something like every two or three weeks, right? There was that, mm-hmm. you know, calling out a Dexter Fowler. There was the, you know, the whole story that came out about Bud Norris and Jordan Hicks. Right. Uh, there was like, you know, a number of things that just really made it look like, hey, this guy doesn't need to be there. And there's nothing like that at all. This is this is really kind of the only thing that has, you know, stood out and that's just going to happen. Yeah. And you know, you, when, uh, when the thing happened with, uh, Tyler O'Neill, you didn't hear a beep out of the rest of the players. I mean, you didn't hear anybody mm-hmm. right. get in the middle of that. Um, uh, and that's probably, you know, I, I'm assuming the leaders in the clubhouse are guys like Goldie and, uh, Arenado and, uh, probably, uh, maybe, you know, someone like Tommy Edmond and someone like that. Uh, you know, they're, uh, they didn't. They didn't beep on that, you know. And like you said, when uh, Matheny was, these these things were leaking out. It seemed like mm. all the time uh, toward the end. There, even Yachty was kind of letting it be known he wasn't he wasn't happy anymore with, with yeah. Matheny. Yeah. So uh, you're not hearing that at all from the veterans. So I think Katie's exact quote was: I, I found it said Ollie hasn't lost the clubhouse, not even close. So mm. you know. That's a pretty, that's a pretty direct statement there. So. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, in the social media age, we do tend to overblow everything wins, losses, you know, situations like that. Whereas, you know, those guys probably didn't think much about it after this second or third day, you know, and they probably just eventually it's just kind of moved on. So, 
Um, and it didn't, like I said, it was irritating. Um, but what might have been more irritating is to ask for answering the questions about it. So, um, yeah. you know, they, even though they're well, in the middle know, of it, I don't think they treat it like we do. You know, he didn't really punish O'Neill like over all that because like benching him, you know, for a period mm-hmm. of time or anything. He just kept playing him, you know. He just yeah. let him know what he expected. He kept playing him. So it wasn't like he was taking it out on Tyler O'Neill. He had something personal against him, you know. Uh, right. So, you know, this 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 was that's something I brought up that, you know, I thought because something that might bother people, you know, seemed like it bothered people a lot when that happened, but Apparently it's passed and it's passed in the clubhouse. Yeah. And that's what's important. You know, it's really not important what we think, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, that is the, that is the important thing. So, all right. Well, um, like I say, it's, it's a lot of late nights. Um, if you're up watching the Cardinals over the next week, um, know. Yeah. you know, I, I don't know, <laughs> you know, maybe a lot of, a lot of sleep to five things, which, um, but that's, that is the nature of the beast. You know, they got to go out there at some point in time. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not really, I'm still not real fan of this balanced schedule where you're seeing everybody. Uh-huh. Um, but because right now going out to Seattle seems like a pretty interesting, pretty cool, pretty, unique thing you know not you know pretty soon it'll just be just every other year and we've been out to see it all the time but um you know right now it's kind of neat to be out there because it's been what three or four years since the cardinals been out there yeah yeah uh, yeah and i suppose that's that's uh it, it, it is interesting and you know there are going to be teams that you know you'd like to see like to see the cardinals up against or the players you'd like to see uh the cardinals up against um, you know, we always say the Yankees are the well, the Red Sox aren't any good, but the Yankees are, are you know, uh, you know, the teams the teams in the American League that are pretty good. You like you like to see the Cardinals play those because they're uh, teams you heard a lot about. But yeah. I have to say, Daniel, I'm I'm still kind of old school. I like the <laughs> fact that teams play in their division, and the Cardinals in a division where there's a lot of ancient rivalries uh, yeah the reds the pirates the uh you know even the cubs i mean even the brewers although they're not an an old franchise like uh like the like the rest of them are they just seem like such a good rivalry and i always enjoy when we play those teams especially the brewers and the cubs i mean i always enjoy that and i like to see the, them play some of the traditional national league rivals that go way back the, the Dodgers and the Giants and, and people like that, I, you know. So I'm not I'm not saying I'm a fan of this balanced schedule. I like the I like this where you play primarily play teams in your league and play mm-hmm. more teams in your division. Uh, I also like uh, you know I didn't mind the uh, going into the American League. That's okay and playing a few games there, but I sure I sure uh, I, I sure enjoy seeing those those central teams on a fairly regular basis. And it's not just because the central's not even good. <laughs> you know, the Cardinals <laughs> have cleaned up on that team. I just enjoy the rivalries of the that that's been created in those uh, against all those teams. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh that's part of it for me. Yeah, I'd rather play this, you know, I know people get tired of, of seeing Pittsburgh and stuff, but um, you know, it is a, a team in your division and you can, you know, you get to know them. I mean, you, you think about, you know, what was, you know, before both of our times, but, you know, back in the old days at what they were playing, the Cardinals were playing like the New York Giants, you know, 17, 18 times a year. Um, right. You know, that's where those rivalries, you know, and, you know, people really got a chance to know each other. You know, some, some pitchers were facing the, the same you know, five, six, seven times a year or something like that. So, um right. You know, baseball's going to do what baseball's going to do, and and I'm sure, you know, this is good for a lot of people. And there, I will say that you know, it is frustrating to you know have to wait so long to sometimes to see, you know, you know Albert Pujols coming back to St. Louis didn't shouldn't have taken nine years or whatever the case may be. Right. But, right. Um, right. Sure. But sure. there sh- should be some sort of 
happy medium there, I would think, but they don't. Yeah, you know, I always enjoyed seeing Andrew McCutcheon play mm-hmm. when he was with the Pirates. I just enjoyed watching him play ball. Uh, Joey Votto yeah. with the Reds, you know, and those guys like that. You just enjoy watching them uh, play ball and you get to see them a lot and uh, stuff like that. So that's just me. But like you said, you know, uh, you sure hated to wait so long to see Albert come back. And uh, mm-hmm. was that, what was that, nine years? Was that how long it took to get him back? Yeah, it was, in 20, it was 2019, so eight years, I guess. Yeah, eight um, years or something like that. Yeah, that was a good point. Yeah. yeah. I'd forgotten how long I'd forgotten it'd been that long ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's been that yeah, it's long. Been, it's yeah. been a while. So So I don't know. I don't yeah. know. What do you think of uh, the uh do you like the pitch clock? I and again it's some no, I haven't actually I canceled my uh cable before the season started because the prices were just getting too high and so I haven't actually watched any games, or at least not any Cardinal games. I have watched a few games through MLB TV. Um, it, it doesn't bother me as much as it did. Mm-hmm. I still, you know, I was listening to, uh, they talking about birds guys and Nate was talking about how the experience in the ballpark is a little bit more rushed. It's not quite that, you know, cause baseball has always been this, you know, idyllic, it can go however long it needs to go, that kind of thing. And, and I get mm-hmm. people don't want to necessarily go for four or five hours or something like that. But I also think about, you know, I think we're kind of used to having a you know three hour commitment and now all of a sudden it's two and it's like, well, you know, is that really what we want? So I, I think the better thing, if they're going to continue to have the pitch clock, which, you know, again, does add to the pace of play, which has always been a, a, an issue. I mean, you don't want, 18 different pickoffs and all that kind of stuff. I, I, but I mean, make it, make it 30 seconds instead of 15, um, mm. you know, something because yeah, if you're sitting at a ball game and you're talking to somebody, I mean, you might miss a whole inning, you know, <laughs> not even realizing it um, right, right. because you, you know, or, you know, it, you know, I know the few times that you've gone to games, you know, if you go wait in line, you're waiting in line for an inning or two, even in the old days. Now you might miss half the game, oh, yeah. uh, standing in line for right. a hot dog or something right. like that. So I feel like there's, there's going to be some tweaking to it. Um, but it does seem to, you know, move things along. Um, I just, it's, it's very interesting to me that, because I was looking, uh, well, Dane Perry, who was on with us last week, yeah. had a, a question and answer on his uh, Substack, and we we're talking about, you know, basically kind of what the ideal time for a baseball game is, you know, how long it is. And, you know, it's this idea of, or even a movie, sometimes we're getting to the point where it's like how much I want to... I don't want this too long. I want to get in and get out. You know, like I think I was like, well, to some degree, if it's something that you enjoy, why are we trying to rush through the process? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a little bit to that to baseball. Now, again, I get that, you know, there's a whole lot of different things and starting a game at 645 and it's not over till 1045 is a little bit mm-hmm. frustrating on, on a regular basis. But, right. you know, there are good games like that too. And mm-hmm. so I don't know. I'm, I'm not as anti against it as I was before the season. I'm still not necessarily a, a huge fan of it, though. Well, you're like me. You're kind of an old school guy. Uh, oh, I'm I'm an old guy. There's no doubt about yeah. that. So. <laughs> well, not as old as me, uh, but yeah, you know, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of with you on that. I I like the quicker pace of the games, but I feel like the 15 to they need to expand that a little more. Um, what about the? Are you surprised that the Cardinals haven't stolen bases? They're about, if I'm looking right, about 13th right now in stolen bases. Are you surprised they're that low? Uh, that they're not up farther? Uh, and uh, um, in baseball, uh, I I just thought, I just thought they'd be a, what we've seen the last few years. I just thought they'd be, they'd be up farther than that. Um, some degree, yes. I mean, I think it's very 
it's very surprising that Wilson Contreras leads the team in stolen bases. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's tied with he's tied with Donovan and, uh, and Goldschmidt and, and Walker with two. But still, yeah. the idea that um, that he's leading it is 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 pretty funny. Um, yeah. I think that we have seen the Cardinals have a lot of games where they have nine, 10, 11 hits, um, mm-hmm. but a lot of them are singles. They're, they've put a lot of runners on, mm-hmm. but it, that also can limit your time. You know, if you've got runners on first and second, you're not likely to do the double steal. Doesn't mean you always, you know, could be. Um, and I think this offense is potent enough that you really don't want to run the risk of taking the bat out of somebody's hands. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, there's some of those things. I am a little bit surprised, you know, but until, you know, that last game against the Diamondbacks, Tommy Edmond, who's the guy you expect to steal, hadn't been getting on base very much. So, right. you know, right. once he's, you know, and, you know, Donovan has, has sold a couple, but he's also slowed down a little bit as of late. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, just getting on base. So, yeah, I'm a little bit, but I don't, they're just not going to run that much, even with the, the new, the new, uh, you know, the bigger bases and the engagements right. and all that kind of stuff. They're just, that's just not going to be a huge part of their game. Well, yeah. I'm just pulling it up. Like you said, Contreras, Paul Goldsmith, uh, I'll have two stolen bases along with, uh, Walker and, uh, Brendan Donovan. You know, that's just mm-hmm. kind of surprising to me that that's, there's not someone with more stolen bases than that. Right. You know? yeah. uh, of course, Carlson is fast that, you know, he's not getting that much playing time. Uh, O'Neill might be afraid to steal bases. I don't know, you know, <laughs> uh, I, you know, and um, uh, I guess, I guess uh, Bader was the guy who kind of, maybe that he was a guy who kind of set the pace on the bases for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, you know, without him there, I don't yeah. know. Maybe so someone so it just it surprised me it's it's that there's that's it that there's just just four guys with two stolen bases at the top i mean yeah, that, yeah. yeah I, I think they're just gonna pick their moments uh more than anything and you know if there's if there's two outs and you know the right batters up they might go for it um you know, just to try to get a guy at second base or if it doesn't, if it didn't work, so that got leads off the next inning, you know, that kind of thing. Um, you know, if Edmund's there, you know, and, and as they get used to these new rules and things of that nature, that may be part of it too. But um, I, yeah, I just don't, I think this team's going to be more, you know, looking for doubles and homers and they'll take the stolen bases that they can get. But I don't, like I said, I just don't think it's going to be a huge thing for them. Well, and they have the power on this team, you know, at least the potential right. power on this team where that, that won't be as, as big a deal. Yeah. Anyway. That's that's the hope, at least. So Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Cardinals leading right now. Um, we'll see if that continues. We'll see how this week goes. Um, be back at you next week. It'll be a Saturday show next week. Um, Alex is supposed to be back with me for that one. Um, but until next time, for us, I'm Daniel. Good night.